This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers and their new Magnesium Breakthrough. Learn more at www.magbreakthrough.com slash no meat. That's M-A-G breakthrough.com forward slash no meat and get an additional 10% off the normal package price with coupon code no meat. This episode is also sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results driven skincare line. Go to oseamalibu.com slash athlete. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com slash athlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of $75 and up, and free samples with every order. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Doug, there's a question I've been meaning to ask you. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> well, I think most of the audience knows that you and I are both big uh, haircut guys. We're both into the, the designer cuts. <laughs> Yes, yep. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they know that because we used to, I used to always schedule my haircut after recording in at your house. And right. So it always happened to be on a rush. And because it was yeah. nearby, right? The, the haircut place was near yeah. my old house. And so that's why you always haircut it after, after mm-hmm. a podcast recording. Yeah. And then we talked about what, what kind of cuts we were getting and what we were into. And then I started going to the same place. I don't know if I started after you or same time, but. Uh, yeah, and we just we just like the experience. You get to have a beer there while you wait. It's a good good place. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've just been wondering what have you been doing in this uh, in this home haircut era? How <laughs> what have you been? How you been getting your designer cuts? Well, so when it all began, you know, I, I guess I thought it would only be you know a couple months or whatever. Right. Um, and I, I like pledged. I told everybody. You know, I told Katie. I told anyone who asked. Although not, I don't know how many people really asked, but you know, <laughs> told Katie I was like, I'm not gonna get my haircut until everything opens back up. It's like just kind of like let's right. see what happens yep. if I just don't cut my hair because I used to have long. hair. I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to have hair down to my shoulders. No, um, I don't know if I knew that. I don't think so. In uh, in high school, I had okay long hair, and then in college, I still had like pretty pretty shaggy hair. Um, and I was you know I was like maybe I'll just do that again, <laughs> uh, but. Um, it got so annoying. It, it just, I just, I couldn't stand it. It got so annoying, and it looked terrible. And I finally said, "You know what? This could be months or forever until things open back up." Uh, so I'm gonna get my hair cut. We we hired somebody who Katie knew who is doing like at home appointments, mm. and she did a great job. So not not somebody I'd ever done before, but she came to our house. She did it on the back porch. Mm-hmm. I had a beer. Oh, nice! And there you go. we wore wore masks, and it was great. Very nice. So that's so you've done it just one time. I've done it just once, and I'm I'm due for another. Okay, because because I don't look as slick, you know. I don't have that like whole fade thing going right now. Yeah, I need I need a good designer cut. How about you? I definitely do. Uh, I have not yet gone anywhere. I'm I think I'm at the point where I would go somewhere and wear a mask and just you know be all right with that. Um, but my mom has been visiting us, and with her being higher, was kind of let not not going to do that. Um, so I, I, I have many times gotten, gone through phases where I just buzz my own hair, even, even uh-huh. pre lockdown and all that. Uh, so I did that the first time after, I don't know, a couple weeks, but then, then I didn't want to do that anymore. I just wanted to, wanted a nice cut again. And, uh, I, I did, so I started growing it out and then I did a at home kind of, uh, combination mohawk mullet kind of deal where the, where like. It's it's the faux hawk, but but it goes down the back, 
Okay. You know what I mean? So the back stays nice and long and sort of sticks out, but the sides are short. And, uh, uh-huh. and But so like all the way up, right? You're not like buzzing in the front and like have like a just a mohawk in the back? No, no. It just starts in the front and goes in the back. Just a okay. strip of hair front to back that's long. And uh-huh. the sides yep. are, are short, so it's it's a. Uh, I actually kind of like it. I'm, I think it's yeah. It sounds pretty cool. I, and it made me because I've I've seen some of these haircuts from people, especially like pro uh, soccer player types. Right, right. And I am wondering, and I think it's, it was clear to me. I think that they did it on their own, and it was like them trying to be stylish. Um, <laughs> but it's all you can it's all you can manage at home. Uh, and so I'm just, I wonder if it, what like uh, trends will emerge once this kind of gets done. <laughs> like like will haircuts be different because. We had this at-home haircut phase, and so people saw, you know, different different types of cuts. Maybe we need to like tweet out a, a picture of this. <laughs> it's it's growing out now. It's not really extreme. It wouldn't it wouldn't, uh-huh. it wouldn't look like much. Okay. Well, next time you do it. Well, what I'm gonna do is as soon as my mom's gone, I'm gonna go to the haircut place and say, uh-huh. I want the pro, pro version of this cut that I did. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. So maybe I'll maybe I'll be setting the style trend. So I got I got a funny story about haircuts in your family. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, the other night, uh, Katie and I were sitting around doing that whole thing that couples do nowadays mm-hmm. and both looking at our phones. <laughs> and um, and uh, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a, a video of your son because um, <laughs> he's he's an Instagram superstar these days. <laughs> yeah, he is. Which is amazing. He's a mountain he football kid. Good, check it out. Mountain football kid. He does an excellent job. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I was looking at something and I was like, I was like, Katie, have you seen Holden and uh, and what he's doing on Instagram? And she's like, no. And so then she looked it up and, uh, and you know, we talked about it for, for, I don't know, maybe 20 seconds or something. And then I, I kind of moved on. And like 10 minutes later, she was like, look at this fo- photo of Holden. She like the whole time just been like scrolling through Holden's feet. <laughs> like, I can't believe how good he is at this. And like, you know, he's so good at soccer. And there was this, anyway, there was this post that she thought was really sweet uh, where I guess uh, Aaron, your wife had cut his hair. Yeah. She just cut his hair like two days ago with actual scissors, okay. like a real haircut. And uh, and he was he said something like I can't believe my mom did this uh-huh. or something like that yeah. and uh, and she was she was very impressed by both the haircut and uh, and the sweet gesture uh, okay. from, from Holden yeah so he did, so Aaron did cut his hair and she helped me actually with with my at home haircut too I could, could not have done it on my own um, but she did a surprisingly good job with it it's like short on the sides and long and curly on the top and uh, yeah I was impressed that it actually worked out and then my mom said let's dye it orange let's dye it, or yellow let's dye the tips of it blonde like Ronaldo did in this one picture. And uh, they tried that, and now it's like this weird orange, <laughs> and like the whole thing—not just like little farts, but like the whole thing is just orange. <laughs> so, Oops. I don't know what are you can do? Well, you can you can tell Holden that uh, Katie is a number one, is a, is a fan. <laughs> I, I will let him know. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. He'll appreciate any airtime that he gets too, of course. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Doug, I got one more. I got one more announcement okay. before we, or not announcement, but a little story. I. I I'm so excited to tell you that my favorite summer activity I was able to do last weekend, and that was get back on the lake, rent a pontoon boat, and uh, spend the day boating and paddle boarding around oh, yeah? Lake James. Stand-up yes. paddle? Stand-up paddle. Uh-huh. Do you have something, so to, good. something to do like while you were stand-up paddling just to keep boredom from setting in? Just like bring your phone or something? <laughs> didn't, didn't need it. No? Didn't need Listen it. Listen to a podcast? Absolutely maybe? love it. <laughs> didn't have to do a podcast. <laughs> Didn't listen to a podcast. Uh, Eliza joined me on the board for a long time. We went exploring a bunch of different coves. Ah, um, that's cool. My daughter, and, and it was just, it was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and my, my father, my dad heart was on fire this oh, weekend. Yeah? It was really nice. Oh, yeah. That is nice. Mm-hmm. Very good to hear that. What lake was that? Lake Lore? Uh, we did Lake James. Lake James. I think, 
not, not sure, but my uh, rest of my family, those who do things like that, water things, they <laughs> went, uh, I think they went to Lake James like two weekends ago and did hmm. kayak renting. They rent kayaks there? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she, they did that and, uh, and they all loved it. I don't, I don't have nothing against it. It's just not, not my thing. But my wife did say, or I, I think at one point she was saying something about that we should do it. And I said, you know what? If there was like a place you can go and explore, like what you just said, you got to investigate and see new stuff, stuff things that might mm-hmm. be inaccessible otherwise that you can't get to and you get to see some different nature, I could be into that. Uh, it's just the sort of mindless paddling around in a lake that I'm not into. That seems, yeah. that seems not good. But the exploring... I'm not, I'm not super into like boating around large bodies of water but right. if you if you just uh you know if you go around the like the shoreline and kind of go into parts where like motorboats can't get into you and stuff yeah. like that it's pretty cool yeah. that is cool it was so cool in fact that uh we rented a house for a week and we're gonna go down there as a family in a couple ah, weeks and very nice work from there and just kind of live life quarantine from there or whatever mm-hmm. people are, you're calling it these days prices uh are prices affordable because of the situation or are they just no not really because everybody wants to do that <laughs> yeah i think like, everybody's <laughs> trying to do it. it was actually really hard to, really hard to find a spot <laughs> yeah. well good yeah. glad to hear that and eliza liked it too oh yeah. yeah yeah she loved it she's been talking about it nonstop. Mm, good she when we got off the boat she was like daddy can we live here forever <laughs> oh. <laughs> well good all right very nice anyway anyway we have a uh we have a special episode today <laughs> they're all special they're all special uh, we're talking about food today we are talking about food that's why it's special because we have been only talking i think recently about habits whenever it's you and i for some reason we've just been i mean mm. it feels like that way that way to me maybe that's wrong but i feel like that's what i'm into my my head is not often in healthy eating or sports right now it's just more about habits and, and it actually has been recently i'd say the past month after i like went through this sort of binging on just lots of different learning and cooking different things and this idea we had all this time suddenly that we had had none of in the past few years um i got through that i even started to put on a little bit of weight that i just was apparent to me when i looked in the mirror so mm. i ordered a scale and said time to time to get in shape and, and like not 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 get in shape but time to stop doing quite this much crazy hmm. stuff when was the last time you had a scale you weighed yourself on uh i don't know year year two years i, I don't know when we got rid of oh, one okay. Uh, and no, but and my weight was not any different from how it usually is. But to me, it looked like I was out of shape. Um, so that's when I started doing other stuff and doing all these walks and eating better and all. That. But anyway, the point is, uh, got to this point. So so that that got me thinking about habits and morning routines, and that's why you and I have done a few episodes about that. Um, but this episode, I figured we could talk about because we sort of fallen into a food routine now like i said like we did the thing where i was making all these different pastas and homemade all the sourdough stuff my wife was and we were just kind of living it up but that eventually got old like anything and we've kind of fallen into this routine where it like feels really good that we are eating healthily not things that are super fast meals like we had to do when both kids would have soccer practice on the same night all the time um mm-hmm. but like you know just normal meals that take a little while to prepare but not too long and they're healthy and they're good and it just feels like a good, happy rhythm. And I know you're doing kind of the same thing. You guys have this, this system that you've fallen into. Uh, so yep. I figured we could just talk about kind of how we are eating now in, uh, and hope that, you know, that the meals themselves would, would get people some ideas uh, or inspiration or who knows what. So right when all of this happened, uh, I 
I f- I'm going to blame it on, I'm going to blame it on two things. I'm going to okay. blame it on one, uh, my wife's pregnancy cravings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and two, the fact that I was going to the store and bulking up or buying for like two and a half weeks at least. And so I was buying just a ton of shelf stable processed stuff. Right. Way more than normal. Right. Um, and we, I don't know, just got into this really bad habit of eating a lot of junk food, eating a lot of <laughs> processed meats and a lot of chips and a lot of processed, processed vegan meats, right? Yeah. 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 Pro- sorry. <laughs> vegan plant-based meats. Um, yes, of course. Thanks for clarifying. Um, that would have been a interesting headline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, lots of like chips and just, I don't know, just a lot of food that we wouldn't normally buy, especially not that much of. Right. Uh, and we were just eating it all the time. <laughs> right. And, uh, and it, it like, I don't know, it got, it got, it was nice for a few weeks. It was nice even for maybe a month and then started feeling a little less nice. And, uh, and now we, I would, I'm confident, can confidently say we have moved beyond that <laughs> and are more back to a normal routine, even though I'm still only going to the grocery store every couple of weeks. Yeah. Good. So sympathy, don't they call it sympathy weight or something like that, that the, that the husband has when the wife oh. is pregnant? <laughs> is that- that's fine. I, I not, there's a term for it, and it's not that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. So something like that. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and then same thing. I think everyone went through that. It felt it felt oddly like at least when it came to being at home and eating that we were all on vacation, uh, and everyone was you know drinking more and eating junk food and just eating rituals. And and then and then I think everyone. Well, hopefully, at least we and you uh, just got sick of that. Like it, it was fun. It was nice. But then, mm. even aside from noticing that i was putting on fat i just got sick of like eating that kind of food all the time it just like got so yeah it just it just lost its goodness to me uh so anyway so it feels much better to be back on track now um so how do you want to do this Doug? i will uh i'll i'll i guess we can sort of take turns um, well, let, let me let me talk sort about the system right yeah let me talk about my system real quick and i've, I've mentioned this on a couple other episodes so if you're a an avid listener, then uh, it's not going to be brand new. But I hope to be able to kind of add a little bit more color and some examples that will hopefully make it more interesting. Um, and th- so we have, we started this a while ago. Uh, and, you know, but at the beginning, it was still a lot of processed food. Um, but a, a week, a daily rhythm for our meals. Mm-hmm. So it's macaroni Monday, which can doesn't necessarily mean like vegan mac and cheese, but like, uh, you know, just any right. sort of kind of. Are they all going to be alliterated? Taco Tuesday next? It must be, right? Yep, Taco okay. Tuesday, which uh, can be, um, you know, not just tacos, but burritos or quesadillas or okay. anything along those lines. Nice. Walk Wednesday, break out the walk once a week, okay. do some sort of stir fry. Yeah. You have a real uh, take walk? Out, take out Thursday. Yeah, we do have a real walk. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Never um, <laughs> We got it for our wedding. And actually, we, this is by far the most we use it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's been really nice. Um I'm learning how to use it, which is makes a difference. Uh-huh. Um, so what was Thursday? Take out Thursday. Take out Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, freestyle Friday. Oh, like that. Yep. Just <laughs> can be anything. Uh, Saturdays we grill, and then um, grill. That's, sun- that's not going to begin with an S. I know. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday sizzle. There you go. On the grill. <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> And then Sundays we've been doing pizza. And uh, if if you are if you took notes on this uh, a long time ago, Fridays and Sundays have now been flipped. Ooh, okay. It used to be it used to be freestyle Sunday. Uh huh. And pizza, pizza Friday. Friday. A lot of people do pizza Friday. That's a that's a common theme. 
Mm-hmm. But we, we've kind of switched that. So now maybe slice Saturday, slice Sunday. Mm, nice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, I like that. So how come? Why the? Uh, why the alliterated names? Just, just. Yeah. Fun? Well, okay. So basically, I think this was in an attempt to get out of a rut of just like, um, looking at a bunch of processed food, and not knowing what to eat. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't say we. I wouldn't say we. I went like totally overboard, but I really did like stock up our pantry our garage pretty pretty good mm-hmm. you put <laughs> some weight on um yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah i guess i haven't seen you in months no uh, right. but anyway um so so this was kind of an attempt to like add a little bit of structure to what felt like an unstructured life yep uh that, you know and uh and that that's basically all it was it was just uh then we just had a little bit of um you know, a little bit of something to lean on when we were looking at our meals. And you, know, you and I have talked a lot about this, of how um, it's it's really nice to have kind of like some meal blueprints that uh, then you can tweak based on what you have in the fridge and, you know, what you're craving. But if you know that just, just knowing that you're kind of um, trying to stay within the taco realm, mm-hmm. you know, will, will be just enough structure to where it doesn't feel super overwhelming and you can pull in fruits from all different things and, and make a meal that, that seems pretty tasty. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, it, it's something that I definitely don't do enough um, because meal planning is still, it's just like when we sit down on a day and say, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Like, I, we, we're okay with it. We, we figure things out. But it's still such an overwhelming question. It's just like, it's just so hard to think of when you think of all the foods possible in the world that you could eat. What are we going to have tonight? Mm-hmm. It's so hard. So I think structures like this are brilliant when you just have something that's pretty broad but at least it gets you thinking so now you only have 100 choices instead of you know 10,000 choices <laughs> right uh, and somehow then then you can look at what you have and you can look at what what you need and it's pretty easy to come up with like a like a certain taco or burrito thing that that you're going to do so i think that is great um always interesting how how structure or, or guardrails or whatever sort of lets allows you to be more creative and artists use the same thing too they they you know, confine themselves to some certain medium, only certain number of tools and say, make something good. And that's so much easier than having blank slate of paper and all the, or canvas or whatever, and all the paints and mm-hmm. medias in the world. So anyway, good. I like that. Um, and also good that it helps you eat a healthier thing, right? Because if you, if you, I guess your problem was that not just that you couldn't figure out what to eat, but all the choices were unhealthy because that's what yeah. you're staring at. Right. And, you know, and I, right now, I think with summer, we're we're just tending to because all of those can be really ha- healthy options. Like some of them, all of them probably can be junk food options too. But um, you know, because they could be really healthy, we're just you know having so much fresh food in the garden. We're just pulling in all these vegetables from the market, doing all this extra stuff, and um, you know, and Taco Tuesday suddenly becomes this like heaping pile of like fresh, delicious raw vegetables you know yeah. with some rice and beans and and uh and that looks you know that can be like really healthy and really delicious yeah good very nice um good well ours has also been informed by what the garden is putting out um which, mm-hmm. which is which new this year is potatoes aaron grew a whole bunch of potatoes mm. and i think we're nearing the end um but they have just been the nicest most delicious potatoes that i've had when do you pull to when do you pull them dig dig potatoes yeah. i don't really know i don't know how it works she just goes out there and gets them and then they come <laughs> okay. in in a big box of dirt and then we have to wash them off um 
but I guess I guess you do it around midsummer because <laughs> that's what it is now. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, we I've been having more potatoes recently. Um, I'll tell you what we're doing, and this, we don't have anything any structure like that. It just it feels like in the past three or four weeks we've had the same five to six meals over and over, uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's fine. No one's no one's sick of it. It feels like they're halfway healthy. Um, so I'm still doing the, I still do the salad and smoothie every day. Smoothie I just do either for breakfast or mid morning. Salad always. Often is with dinner, but sometimes it is uh, lunchtime with beans on it. Um, and recently, this is totally aside, but um, I've been trying to drink lemon water just mm. because it's something different. Um, and celery juice. I've been making celery juice in my blend tech, uh, which makes a celery mush first, but then I squeeze it through uh, like cheesecloth stuff or nut milk bag, and I get the uh-huh. same juice that looks like it came out of a juicer. Which has uh, been good. I don't know why. I don't really believe in juicing. Uh, I think I think I, I like these when I get on little kicks. I found this, this guy called the Medical Medium. Who who I'm not gonna slam him, but he uh, he I guess he gets his medical or his his health advice from um, some sort of spirit that he's been in contact with since he was a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> that way he's a medium, but so I'm, I'm ignoring that part because I'm not into that stuff. But He's really he has a book like about all of the celery juice revolution or something, and I'm not even buying into that. But I just like the placebo effect of feeling like I am, I don't know, super healthy because I'm having this big glass of fresh green juice before I have coffee or anything else in the day, and it has just gotten me going. And I do a little meditation routine after that, and it just delays the unhealthy eating or not unhealthy, the, the having coffee, uh, and. Just, it just, I don't know. I go the first three hours of my day without really eating anything except for these juices, and really been enjoying it, feeling energized. So, um, that's the context. But then the just the what, well, hold on, T- tell us a little bit more about the juice itself. How do you, how are you making this juice? I take pretty close to a full, uh, what's it called? What's a a bunch of celery? I don't know. Okay. Not just the heart, but like the a large bunch. Uh, somewhere between a half and a full, depending on the day. And I'll throw that in the blend tech. Which is, with leaves and everything? Yeah. I, I wash it, cut off the top and bottoms. Uh, I mean, just the top, like, half inch, just to get rid of that brown end. Um, mm-hmm. And then I chop it into three or four inch lengths, just so it'll kind of go nicely into the blend tech, which is the same as the Vitamix, if you have one of those. Um, then I hit the whole juice button, which the idea behind that is that you would blend the stuff up into something that is like juice. It's thinner than a smoothie. It gets more battered than a smoothie does. Um, and then, but leaves all the other stuff in there. So it's not, it's in theory healthier than a juicer because you get all the fiber and all these other things. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I want. What I want is juice. <laughs> so I'm taking that foam, mush, whatever the substance is, and I put that through a nut milk bag, which I only have because I bought them for my wife with the cheese making, uh, vegan cheese making kit. Yep, set up right um so i use the nut milk bags that i got for vegan cheese for her use those for my celery so now they're kind of green tinted um <laughs> i put i forced this stuff through there and it turns out to be like just like juice it, and it's a, it's actually amazing to me that it works and i have a feeling it is it is somewhat healthier or at least contains more of the nutrients than a regular juicer because when you when you have the pulp in a regular juicer it's like all these shreds and there's Still some, I don't know. There's still some moisture in those. There's obviously still some things in there. It's just shredded. Um, what I have left is this really weird foamy. It's like a play-doh substance, basically, uh, and it's very small compared to the celery. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening with this juice. I don't know what's in it. 
but it's working for me and it is uh it doesn't taste bad either it, <laughs> I really don't mind the taste of celery how much how much water none oh it's just celery it's just celery yeah and so that much makes uh. like a usually about a 12 ounce glass of the juice but it's pure juice okay. and there's no there's none of that none no solids in it it's not like a smoothie no. huh yeah amazing it is amazing. no ginger nothing like that no the guy says that you can't put anything in there he says even water will ruin the uh effect according to the hmm. spirit i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well that's cool yeah celery juice huh what does that taste like? You know what it tastes like? So Starbucks has, or used to have, that, that line of juices. I don't know what they are. After they got past the uh, the Naked Juices or whatever brand they were using, they got these more expensive ones, of course. And this one was called, I think it was just like Greens with Lemon it was called. And it was basically parsley, celery juice, some lemon. Uh, and I was getting that at Starbucks. Every now and then, if I found myself needing a breakfast, I'd go get that juice at Starbucks. Uh, and it tastes like that, honestly. So lemon would make it better, but I don't put it in there because he says not to. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's it's fine. It's been it's been a nice change for me, and I'm glad I get to do it with the blend because I threw away our juicer. Like we had a juicer, and I threw it away probably a year ago, saying I'm not going to juice again. Uh, yep. So I can't don't really have the option to buy another one because that would that would look silly. So anyway. That's my. I like uh, it. That's my, I like it. That's that's a new addition that uh, I have never heard you heard you did. talk and about I, before. I'm not really recommending it as like this is a healthy food because I have I have no idea. It just it just feels good for me and has, has sort of helped me jumpstart the days and feel like I'm doing something good. So that is the morning stuff. But anyway, the meals that we're having repeatedly, um, we make this pesto pasta dish. It's it's um, it's pasta with pesto and potatoes and green beans. And a lot of times we will throw white beans in there as well. But it is a very, very famous, uh, I think it's from Liguria, uh, dish from Italy. So we do that, and we have, our garden has tons and tons of basil right now. So we actually have our list today to, uh, to make massive quantity of it and start freezing it and stuff like that before that opportunity goes away. Um, but that's about the only pasta that I'm having right now. I, I was doing pasta like almost every night of the week. Um, so that's my, that gets me my little pasta fix. Uh, of course... Pesto has olive oil in it, so this is not like a weight loss sort of food or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, whole fresh ingredients, or I shouldn't say whole with olive oil, but feels like fresh, good ingredients. Um, so I am good with that. Um, I do this Spanish sort of a Andalusian dish with chickpeas and spinach. And it is really, really simple. You basically take, you know, a pound or two of fresh spinach, uh, saute it for, I don't know, it wilts in, in a minute in, in a big pot. And then you just dump in a bunch of chickpeas, add some paprika and cumin, a little bit of coriander and just simmer it for like 20 minutes and uh turns out to be really i don't know i feel like that's one of my healthy meals of the week because it doesn't have any not that i have anything against greens whatsoever but it feels to me like when i do that you know i have just beans and greens i feel like uh Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm kind of eating light and good so i do that now and then um we have also done a little bit of the the vegan fake meat stuff in this lockdown period uh but we got past the beyond burgers thankfully uh as good as they taste um, moved past that. And I actually got, when I took my son to South Carolina for a soccer camp and we stayed in a hotel, um, but I didn't want to go like out to restaurants and stuff just for obvious reasons. So I, uh, we got Amy's frozen burgers from the, from the store. And I think they were mm-hmm. the, either the Sonoma variety or there might be one that's also called California, which seems weird because Sonoma I think is part of California, <laughs> but I think they have two varieties. One's Sonoma and one I think is California. Um, 
But anyway, we've been getting those, and they're they're made out of Whole Foods. They're not at all like the Beyond Burgers or Impossible Burgers or anything like that. But they're they're not the ones where like you can see like the corn chunks in there. They're not quite like that. They're they're close, uh, but those you know I'm not that into those. They're they're okay. They're fine. They're healthy. But these still kind of seem like burgers, mm-hmm. and that's good. I don't know. It helps with my kids too. Like, they like fresh foods and all that. But in a burger, I think they would they would not like seeing corn chunks. Yeah, um, I. Uh, I like those too. Those were kind of my go-to before Beyond Burger, and and you know I should I should follow suit and, and kind of go back to those. Those those are pretty good. Yeah, unless I mean you still dress it up the way you would a burger, right? You get a good bun, get some pickles, mustard, ketchup, lettuce, tomato, all that mm-hmm. stuff, and it's it just feels kind of like eating a burger still, uh, but it also just feels way way healthier than Beyond Burgers feel. Um, so we've been doing that with French fries, often from the Garden Potatoes, and I've been putting truffle salt on the fries and. Uh, that's been a really nice treat. I'm super mm. into that. So that's been uh, burgers. I guess that's three of my meals. Uh, so well, hold on. Yep. Before we, we move on, should we take a second oh, yes. to thank our sponsors? We should. we should do that. <laughs> this episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Bioptimizers, and today we're going to be talking all about magnesium. Magnesium is the body's master mineral, providing over 300 critical reactions, including detoxification, fat metabolism, energy, and even digestion is influenced by the presence of magnesium. But there are two big problems, Matt. Number one, magnesium has largely been missing from U.S. soil since the 1950s, which explains why it's uh, it's estimated that up to 80% of the population may be deficient. And two, the most or most supplements of magnesium only contain one or two forms and when in reality, there are seven that the body needs and benefits from. But there's good news, and it is that if you do get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function of your body gets upgraded from your brain to your sleep to pain and inflammation. And we both know that our brains need as much as much uh, upgrading as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so excited about, that our friends over at Bioptimizers, makers of industry-leading digestive supplements, have just what they've just created. Their research team recently formulated a magnesium supplement with all seven forms of the mineral, and they even include trace amounts of something called monoatomic magnesium, which helps make all the other forms more bioavailable. Bioptimizers calls this product the magnesium breakthrough, and they're running a very special promotion just for the No Meat Athlete audience at magbreakthrough.com slash no meat. That's magbreakthrough.com forward slash no meat. And you get an additional 10% off uh, the normal packaging price with coupon code NOMEAT. Very good, Doug. Uh, I've been having some sleep problems recently and just started taking magnesium, so I will report back and let you know how that goes. All right. This episode is also sponsored by Osea Malibu, the original plant-based results-driven skincare line. Osea puts your health and the health of our planet first with potent skin and body care solutions that are pure, safe, and effective. Osea stands for the elements of wellness, ocean, sun, earth, and atmosphere. Kind of like your alliterated uh, meal plan, Doug. There there you go, yeah. (laughs) Your entire line is built on these four pillars and pulls from botanical sources around the world to create products that are truly effective. Each product is infused with sustainably sourced organic Patagonian seaweed and active botanicals that create a nutrient and mineral-rich bioavailable base, which can help reveal and illuminate your natural radiance, whether you're looking for hydration, oil balancing, anti-aging, or blemish solutions. And on top of that, every product is sustainably packaged, non-toxic, cruelty-free, vegan, and made with love in California. Doug, I've mentioned this several times, every time I mention this, but the uh, Advanced Protection Cream, which is yep. like seaweed somehow, used with organic seaweed, actually, 
Um, <laughs> I've been using it all the time, and I love it. It, it I, I, I've never ever used any like beauty product or whatever this would be. I don't know if it's a cosmetic thing, anti-aging. But coming up on 40, just figured I should start doing this. And uh, I swear, my skin looks like nice and tight and good and not sun-dried out. So uh, my natural radiance is shining through. We have we have a whole shelf on our uh, medicine cabinet with all of our Osea products yep. lined up. And um, and I, I open it up every day. I pull out a couple different ones. I like. I also like the atmospheric protection. Mm-hmm. I I oftentimes in the morning will squirt a little bit of the uh, ocean the mist or the ocean mist, the mist. Uh, which is wonderful. And after getting back from the lake, I gotta admit I wasn't as good with the suntan lotion as I uh, as I would have liked mm-hmm. and got a little bit burnt and just went through a bunch of those Osea products and felt so much better the next day. Go to oseamalibu.com slash no meat athlete. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com slash no meat athlete for $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more. Free shipping for U.S. orders of $75 and up and free samples with every order. Okay, so you got a couple more meals. I want to talk about a couple things as well. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to jump back in with, with the rest of your meals? Yeah, all right, man. I'll go fast and we'll just finish up. Um, okay. You can give us your whatever you just teased. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we uh, also I've been doing a stir fry as a pretty much weekly thing. That's sort of our easy meal of the week. It's very simple. Um, whatever vegetables we have, I like broccoli, green beans. Those tend to work very well. Just good, good crispy vegetables. Um, tofu and brown rice. Every now and then we use white rice, but um, brown obviously better. Let's see, cook the rice in lots of uh, lots and lots of water, the pasta method, which reduces the arsenic kind of by diluting it and then you wash it away with the water. Um, so that's important even with organic rice. Uh, tofu, I just stick in the air fryer, but now and then I will, I will um, whatever it is, saute or fry it in olive oil to try to get it crispy, but air fryer does a decent job and it's much easier and it's much healthier. So often do that. And my stir fry, I don't, probably everybody, for a long time, my stir fries were terrible. Like when I would try to make stir fry at home, it would, I'd get all excited about all the flavors and the ginger and garlic and stuff. And then it just, just by the end, it would just be this pile of overcooked vegetables in this sort of soupy sauce. And it just was never anything like getting stir fry out of a restaurant. Um, I have realized you have to you have to have a sauce recipe. You can't just make up your own sauce uh, unless you know what you're doing. But Get a good recipe. It, I mean, they're, they're all over the place. You just need to find one. Usually you need something like soy sauce, rice vinegar, and maple syrup, along with the ginger and garlic. And like that is usually enough, and then some sriracha or something. But if you just find a recipe that has the proportions, it's almost always going to be good. Um, and the other huge key that changed everything for me was I cook the vegetables and then often pull the vegetables out while the other vegetables are cooking. And it, I mean, if you know how long all the vegetables take, then you can do them all at the same time and just add them to the pan successively. Um, but you're going to heat up everything again with the sauce anyway. So what I do is like, just cook the vegetables one at a time, get them nice and crispy, uh, but save some, save some crispiness because they're going to get reheated in the sauce. And, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it sounds complicated, like I'm making it, but it sound, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple. And it just, uh, you can make a really good stir fry at home. Uh, if you just don't overcook the vegetables and that's, that's the key, but yes, then put everything and, and put the tofu in at the end too. So everything that stays sort of nice, not, you don't cook it in the sauce too long. Otherwise it gets gross. But you toss mm-hmm. it in there at the end, preferably with a wok, which I do not have. Or no, I have, but don't use. Um, but how do you use a wok, Doug? What, what's your technique? I mean, I read in theory about why it works, but I never really got the results that I wanted. You have to get it really hot. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. And then... Uh, get the sides hot, too? Everything hot or just the 
bottom flat part? The bottom flat part. So like a, a good whack will have like a really big, thick bottom flat part, like almost like a cast iron, mm-hmm. like thickness, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not super thin. So then it, it can get really hot. You put it in there and as you like shuffle them around, I don't really know how it works. I'm just kind of talking, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but it just takes a lot less oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets really hot and then they kind of, because they they're not like all touching the bottom. Right. Sh- it's just like cooking. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just working a little bit. That, I think, I think that is the theory that I understand is that the sides are sloped, uh, and they're, they don't hold the heat the way the bottom does. So things mm-hmm. quickly go through the bottom and get hot. And then when they're not, when you don't intend them to be cooking, they're sort of off to the side. Uh, up on the slanted sides, and they're not not overcooking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just take the vegetables out and put them on a plate, and then put them back at the end. Yeah, um, that works too. Speaking of strange pans, I got a uh, paella pan for Father's Day. Aaron got me that, and it has been <laughs> amazing. I take that out on the grill, and uh, my paella has has gone completely next level as a result. What uh, what is a paella pan? Like a big round? It? Yeah, yeah, big round pan with two handles that you hold. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. it's, you can get them all. I picture sizes, like but... when I think of paella pants, I think of like massive, <laughs> like the eight foot pans where you use a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that is that what you got? No, it's probably uh, it's probably about fourteen inches across or fifteen inches. I don't know. It, it's large okay. and it takes it's, it's uh-huh. heavy when it's full. Uh, fits on the grill. Doesn't really fit on the stove. Um, but man, it makes some good stuff. It gets a nice uh, I believe it's called the, the crispy part, the caramelized rice on the bottom, which I, mm-hmm. I realize is so important to paella. Otherwise, it's just like a just just a rice dish if it doesn't have that stew yeah so anyway um that is not one of my frequent meals but i've been doing that about once a month what is is uh this stew from, from rioja which is which is not where paella is from but it's another part of spain and it also uses potatoes but also uses uh vegan chorizo which i make at home Tr- spanish chorizo is not the same as mexican chorizo it's not the spicy kind uh has a little bit of spice from hot paprika but it's not like a burn your mouth kind of spice um but anyway, I've gotten these the vegan chorizo and just general vegan seitan making. I've finally figured out how to do it well, and it's just delicious. The kids love this meal. It's like the, my kids, they're not picky eaters, but they don't often like just keep eating seconds and thirds of a meal. This one with the potatoes and the, uh, and the vegan seitan or vegan chorizo, um, uh-huh. they just love it. So we've been doing that. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how someone would look that up. It's a cookbook that I have that has it. I guess it would be called uh, potatoes a la Rioja, maybe. So, okay. Anyway, or patatas a la Rioja, if you like. Patatas. Um, but anyway, if, if that, that's the stew I've been making. Any kind of stew would fit in there if you're trying to just, you know, make these types of meals. Uh, and finally, pizza. Like you, Doug, we have pizza not once a week. Um, this is one where we still are putting in the massive effort to make it good. Uh, Aaron is into the sourdough, and now the pizza dough has become a two-day process that you take the starter, which has already been going, but then two days of, like, doing things to it. I don't know what it is, um, but then it makes pizza night, and pizza night is this big event. Put on the Italian music on Alexa and make good <laughs> sauce from San Marzano's. That you don't cook the sauce. You, you sprinkle it with salt and dehydrate it for a while so that the—I mean, not dehydrate. You sit it over a, in a colander over the sink so that it drips the water away from the tomatoes for about half an hour. And you don't even cook it until it goes in the oven with the pizzas. Get the oven as hot as can be. And this is where we've been using the uh, the homemade mozzarella from Miyoko's cookbook. Mm-hmm. And that has been wonderful. So pizza night for me has, has just like turned a new page suddenly where I'm, I'm into pizza now. Uh, but we also now and then do very, very nice, simple pizza nice night. Nice bottle of wine. 
you know what? We get an Italian bottle of wine, but it's not always nice. Uh, I really just just like the uh, the peasant food. I really like like the cheap like eight or ten dollar Italian bottle of wines, mm-hmm. bottles of wine. Um, I don't know. I just they just feel like rustic and good. And if you, you've been to Italy, when you go there, at least in my experience, it's funny because I was all into Italian wine and I still am. And you know all the names and all the regions and all the uh, the zones and everything. You go to Italy though in Rome and say, can I have wine with lunch? And you don't even know what it is. You just, you just order a half carafe of wine and they just bring it out. And they probably yeah. don't even know what it is. It's just like whatever mm-hmm. the local wine is. So, Which I, they get in like massive barrels. Yeah, right, right. Um, but though, I mean, it's not like it's junk. I think, I think still they do much more than this country at least. They uh, treat things like that with respect and wouldn't introduce a bunch of bad ingredients. Anyway, um, so I, I, I like that that vibe that feel so that i usually go for that vibe on pizza night just some sort of ten dollar cable or something yeah. yeah um but anyway a lot of times we also don't do the whole big rigmarole for pizza and we just uh use some other kind of tomato sauce whatever whether it's a homemade one we do ha- often have that around um but just put it on pitas or some other kind of flatbread and then that the sprinkle cheese like made out of cashews nutritional yeast garlic powder and mm-hmm. salt uh, and you just so use that for stuff. the cheese and then, then it turns out to be a very healthy pizza so that's uh, another kind of easy mail-it-in night that I actually like a lot. So there you go. So that's, that is the meals that I am eating these days. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely a step in the healthy direction compared to what I was eating. At the same time, they're not, I hope they don't sound like, uh, you know, super vegan health food where it's, where it's unappetizing, right? People think all we eat is salads. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? I dig it. Yes. Do you, do you want to know? So this is uh, this is a sauce that I've been making. It's the easiest sauce, and it's so freaking delicious. All right. What is it? Um, for some walk nights, is uh, you just take uh, you take a pan and you put in a little bit of garlic and uh, ginger mm-hmm. or garlic. So I'll take that up. Add a little ginger. Add um, a can of coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Add uh, a spoonful or two of almond milk, or I'm sorry, almond butter. Okay. And then um, a little bit of soy sauce and let that cook down a little bit, let it thicken up, and it's so good. That's oh, all. Oh, yeah, it is. that's all? It's so What's good. What's it turn out? Like yeah. a Thai kind of? It's just, yeah, it's like a, it's like a kind of like a peanut coconut sauce. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know, or I guess almond, but. Um, I like yeah, it. just like like a thick coconut sauce, yep. like coconut cream. Put it's some sriracha so good. In there? Yeah, oh, right. Uh, put some sriracha on top or, or inside. Mix it in. Um, you know, you could. I mean, you could you could play with that a lot. You could add some more seasoning and stuff. But yeah, it's so I simple and good. it is it is really good. Good, like it. We've been doing that a lot. And then the other, so there's two other things um, that we've been doing a lot of uh, in this part from the garden because like a lot of people anyone probably who has a garden right now is dealing with uh an overload of cucumbers and squash or zucchini um we don't don't even do zucchini anymore just done done with it you don't even plant it anymore no just too just too much of it (laughs) i had i uh uh, a friend of mine who has a garden, like a massive garden. She does. She she uh, puts some stuff out at like a little farm stand in her yard mm-hmm. and stuff. And she said that um, all of her neighbors have started locking their their car doors because she would just like deliver them <laughs> zucchini in <laughs> their doors. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. <laughs> it's funny. Um, uh, 
Anyway, so what we've been uh, quick pickling, which is something you you also taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing a ton of that um, with with different, um, mostly with cucumbers, of course, yep. but with onion, red onion or purple onion. Yep. And um, and it's just I don't know, like like having a quick pickle sauce of just like chopped up cucumbers, a little bit of onion, some seasoning. Yeah. Having that to put on top of anything. I mean, just about <laughs> anything. It just adds this like boldness and freshness that just will transform any dish. Yep. It's so good. I know what you mean. You know what else? Uh, They're delicious on uh, Mexican type dishes, like uh, like same quick pickle like uh, red cabbage, and that uh-huh. on like a black bean soup is just just puts it out of this world. I love it. Yeah, red cabbage, purple cabbage, definitely add that in the quick pickle. Yep, <laughs> it's so good and it's so easy. It is. So, so how we've been how, doing... how do you quick pickle? Just people can someone. I mean, obviously you can Google quick pickling. What do you? Yeah, we just ours is just super simple. It's uh, it's just uh, I think white vinegar or maybe apple cider vinegar. Probably apple cider I vinegar. vinegar. I don't know. I think they all work. Yeah, any any vinegar, um, and then just water, and then just uh, whatever seasoning we want to add in. Mm-hmm. Sugar, salt, some lime herbs, juice maybe sugar, salt. Yep. Uh, yeah, lime. Um, some herbs, usually some like thyme. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then you can just put in some vegetables. Yeah. It only takes a couple of hours. I mean, just put it in the fridge and yep. usually an hour. Just put it in the fridge. Yeah. And then you can, yeah, you can have it for a couple of days. Yeah. But it's not actually pickling. So it doesn't, doesn't preserve anything for weeks. Right. Anyone listening. Yes. But it gives, it gives a little bit of that like pickle flavor to yeah, exactly. it with the, yep. with the, uh, yep. vinegar. Uh, so we've been doing a ton of that. And then the other thing we've been doing is making like this, um, and I don't even know the recipe cause Katie's been doing it. So don't ask, um, but I'm sure I, I'm, I'm. I feel like almost 100 percent certain that she just Googled it, uh, and it's probably the first one that comes comes up <laughs> of, of like a cashew mayo. Oh yeah, um, yeah, like a little like a vegan homemade vegan mayo. Uh-huh. I don't think it's all that healthy. I know it has oil in it. Um, but anyway, we've been doing this uh, like tomato and cucumber salad, and sometimes uh, some cabbage, or sometimes even some zucchini in there like finely chopped zucchini mm-hmm. and then mix in with the mayo it's you know it's like that old like mayo salad yeah thing yeah that we probably yep. we all grew up yep. on uh but that is also just so good and uh and we've been i don't know like i add that to a, a lot i put that on top of like a scoop of that on top of a lot of green salads and other things like that um just to add a little bit more flavor and it kind of acts as a dressing as well and it's it's really good i like it i've never actually heard of cashew mayo the only vegan i've never like found a good or a, I should say a healthy vegan mayo. Uh, there's plenty of the, I, I don't know, is it, is it Follow Your Heart brand? I don't know, or vegan, whatever vegan is, is that, mm-hmm. that brand. Um, but it's always, you know, there, I think you can get an olive oil one, but still, not, it's not cashew-based, so I like that. Yeah, all right, so I just I just Googled it, and it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's kind of like um, a lot of the cashew cream sauce that people will make, but just thinner, so mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar, Lemon juice, a little bit of mustard, cashews, nice garlic. I will check this out. Yeah, very good. Well, I like it. Reminds me of summer. All those, all those things you're saying. So, into that kind of uh, that kind of food. That's what we wanted to capture this episode. That that vibe. Right? You can eat healthy and good and fresh. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Beyond Burger. It doesn't have to be pasta. Even in the lockdown. <laughs> you know but it's okay if it is sometimes of course yeah has to be okay we do it all the time <laughs> exactly 
I'm all right, Doug. Go eat a Beyond Burger right now. <laughs> um, is there is there right. has there been a is there a vegan burger backlash happening or is that is that only us? Probably not. I don't. Most people so. probably hasn't even tried it. Yeah, I'm still amazed. Burger King's still Impossible Whopper is on their uh, the marquee. Oh really? That's all, it doesn't say anything. It just says Impossible Whopper. So it's as if like that's their like subtitle of Burger King now. It doesn't say <laughs> four ninety nine or come try it. It just says Impossible Whopper. Wow. I'm I'm always amazed. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, all right. Happy eating, great everyone. to great to talk to you, Matt. Great to you, talk to all the listeners too. Good to good to talk food too instead of just habits. I know. I'm a little over the habits. <laughs> I'm not over, but I'm just just don't know what else to say about them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye.